Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Before I get into what's going on with Kawhi Leonard and his future. Uh, Shep and Hickey, question. Let's hear it. Do you have to watch Game 7s to consider yourself a sports fan? Ooh, I would say yes. Like, I got, there's a lot of people here where I'm from. There's they're not a lot of, there's hockey fans, but there's not a lot of hockey fans. Game seven was the other night, remember? Yep. And I asked, and it was, it was actually close. It was like 54% said yes, which I thought it was going to be huge. I, it's game seven. There's the moment, hockey, the, the playoff hockey. Everybody, I think there's a lot of people who say they like playoff hockey to say they like playoff hockey, by the way. But it's a game seven in one of the four major sports in the United States. Like, you don't get a game seven often. You got to watch it, right? Right? Even if you're not a big hockey fan. Don't you got to watch it? 100%. I mean, like I said, this is it. This is You will see a champion tonight no matter what. Tight games, usually for the most part, especially in hockey, it's a must-watch. Shep, your thoughts? Well, uh, you know, uh, Hickey, it's an interesting point. I mean, Ken, I think in hockey, there's not that romance, that real connection you have with them because they're not marketed well. Um, you can't. I, I couldn't tell you. Oh, I disagree. Outside. I think they're marketed well. I just don't. I just don't know how big their share is with the market share across the country, especially because they're either the biggest thing going in Canadian cities, or they are the third or fourth biggest entity in most of the cities that they play in, in the, in the United States. Okay, Ken, outside of maybe, maybe Sid Crosby, if you and this is no knock on these cities, if you're walking in Boise, Idaho, or Birmingham, Alabama, how many of them are going to recognize Patrick Kane, Patrick Very Marlo? few. Yeah, very, very it, few. It, exactly. But everyone knows But I LeBron. think part of that's natural. I, you look at, okay, look at Boston for this month. Who's the best Boston Bruin? I wouldn't, is it the guy with the jaw? I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm taking a guess. I, I'm job. not trying to be disrespectful right. oh, no, whatsoever. But let me think about this. How many people across the country know who Tom Brady is? Everybody. That's football. Exactly. The Celtics, whether you love him or hate him, you certainly know who, who Kyrie Irving is. You know what Brad Stevens looks like. You know what a lot of the Celtics look like. The Celtics are an historic franchise. You look at what the Boston Red Sox are, historic franchise. Everybody knows what Dustin Perjoya looks like. Everybody knows. I think that a lot of people know what Mookie Betts looks like. A lot of people know what those guys look like and who those guys are. With the Bruins, yeah, it's obviously an historic franchise. But if it's in a big sports city and you're still fourth, how much is left? Are you really supposed to jump over those guys when you're still the fourth most important sport? Maybe I know there's bigger Bruins fans than there are other other ones in the city here and there. But if it's really the fourth biggest sport in the United States, how can I say that they're not marketed well when they try? I think they try to market them the best they can. It's just, hey, hockey's not as popular as what some of the other sports are here. 
I mean, there's no uh, there's no Chris Pauls in hockey where you're seeing him ten times a day on commercials, right? Yeah. And when's the last time you saw a hockey guy on a commercial? Probably Sid Crosby. Was, has Ovechkin been in commercials, national commercials? Maybe. I mean, who else? When's the last Wayne Gretzky time? back oh, in the oh, day. Without, without, well, see, well, Wayne Gretzky to me. He was is, a superstar. It, it, Wayne Gretzky is across the medium. Yes. Internationally known. You can't say that about any hockey player playing today. I think so, I, I think that that Sid Crosby's maybe the closest, but I still think just for it, 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 I, and I don't want to get past the entire question and, and go past the question. The question is, if you consider yourself a hardcore sports fan, if you're a person who listens to sports talk radio, who who does fantasy sports, maybe daily fan, daily betting or whatever it is, uh, you 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 own ESPN Plus, you got all the stuff, you consider yourself a sports fan. Do you gotta watch a game seven for the moment, even if you're not the biggest hockey fan in the world? I still think that you probably do. If you I consider think yourself might... a sports fan, yes, yes. Like it's not just like yes, this is my occupation, and I got to talk about it. Even though I will always admit to people, I don't know much about hockey. I try to watch it. It's not big where I'm at. I try to watch it. I respect it. I respect what they go through. The guy who broke his freaking jaw and came back, my God, uh, I, I try to respect it all the best I can. Uh, there's absolutely no disrespect. I'm not anti-hockey guy. Let me put all those eraser phrases out there. But I don't watch every single regular season hockey game. They play it on ice. There's not. I've never known how to skate. So personally, there's not that much there for me. But Game 7 the other night, Blues, Bruins, was there. Jim from the office doing the video with Roy up in the up in the suite. Even though I can't stand Jim and Pam, I was there. Boys, I was in on it, wanted to see Game 7. I thought the atmosphere was incredible. And honestly, the, the, the entire Stanley Cup final where you had Brett Hall all drunk the day before or a couple days before, I thought that that was great. And then you go to the final in the TD Garden, they had the lights out, then the strobes were there. They're doing that circle thing that they do in the pregame warm-ups. You know what I'm talking about. Which one of you is a big hockey fan? Shep, Hick, which one? That would be me, Ryan. Hick. What are they doing? Is this the pregame skate? What are they doing? Well, yeah, when the, you know, the team intros get taken out, they skate in a little circle, get warmed up. That's getting warmed up? That's it's what like they the do? It's the lines in the NBA. Okay, the, okay, that's right perfect. That's the perfect equivalent. Like, that was awesome. It just felt electric. Then you hear Doc Emmerich, who's by far, you can say what you want to about football, baseball, basketball. I think he's the best play-by-play guy in any business. I think he's so incredible. His voice is there. The the way he pitches up to everything, the way that he sends it out to everything, he is just fantastic. The, the, The verbiage that he uses, the words that he uses to describe passes, movement, things like that. He's just so great in his description of what he does, and he's nowhere near overbearing. I mean, he is an artist of what he does. It can get no better. How do you miss Game 7 when you go, ah, yeah, I'm a big sports fan, but hockey sucks? I don't think you can do that. 855-2124-CBS. You both agree with me, don't you? Yeah, I mean, at least for myself, Shep, I think. Shep? Yeah, no, no, absolutely, I would. I could not believe the reaction that some people were giving me. I think some people were trying to get a rise out of it. Again, I'm not the biggest hockey fan in the world. And when we have Schwartz on, yeah, Schwartz gives us the hockey update because he knows hockey really, really well and can talk hockey, and I let him talk hockey because he's the one who can give the wisdom to those hockey fans out there, and he can debate the hockey stuff with them. But, man, how could you just say, well, you know, I'm a big sports fan, but uh, looks like the biggest loser. I'm going to watch that tonight instead of Game 7. I mean, what else was on? Was The Bachelor on? What was on TV the other night for Game 7, Wednesday night? 
What was on television that night? Do we know? No clue. Primetime American television. That thing where the puck drop went, 8 o'clock? You're a sports fan. How do you watch something else? Or just after 8 o'clock? They're singing the national anthem. You had that guy standing out there. You walk out on the carpet. Everybody's standing for it. Everybody's having a good time. How do you miss the pomp and circumstance of a game seven? I can't believe that. Like, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the biggest hockey fan. If I, if I were going to do my product ladder, football is the biggest for me. But football, you play one game and you're out. There is no game seven. Major League Baseball, yes, at times, I get a little bit frustrated because what people say they hate about baseball during the regular season, they seem to love it during the postseason. That's always interesting to me. You watch with anticipation instead of, quote-unquote, boredom during the postseason. But obviously, you're there for a game seven in postseason baseball. For all those reasons that I just brought up for the same things and uh, for the same thing as 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 hockey, basketball, game seven, you're there. Game six people were there. Hockey, game seven. I don't know if you could say you're a true sports fan if you're not gonna watch a game seven in the big sports. If there's a cricket game seven across the world, okay, I can understand. If soccer played series across the country, across the world, I should say, if it was at another part of the world at two AM, eh, it could understand. All right, fine. Primetime television, you're a sports fan, 8 p.m., Game 7, someone's going to hoist one of the cool, the coolest championship trophy out of all the professional sports trophies, college trophies, whatever they are. It's the best trophy there is. It's handled by men in white gloves. It comes in a case, and then once you own it, you can do whatever it is. So sacred that people don't even want to talk about the thing. You don't want to see that? You got to be kidding me. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, Kawhi can't leave a winner. Even LeBron didn't do it. And you might not have cheered as much as a small amount of Raptors fans did. But don't tell me. If you weren't pulling for Golden State, you weren't even a little bit excited Kevin Durant went down. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Make no mistake, I want Kawhi to stay, and I think the rest of the world does too. 855-2124-CBS. That coming up after Zane in Colorado Springs. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on? Hi, to Zane. Talk about the hockey discussion. Yes, please. Go ahead. Yeah, so for me, uh, at a young age, it just created a little discontent for the sport with uh, when the lockout happened and the fact that if the – pay over two thousand dollars to play in your school school league so kind of distanced myself from it back then but i love going to live games more than probably any other sport but so you wait how how old are you how old are you zane 26 26 all right so you're still kind of in the same age group a little bit older than you like if you were if you were a basketball fan like how much is an aau league now like travel basketball has to be expensive up there Travel baseball because like everybody school, has that. Go ahead. Shoes. Yeah, <laughs> for the school, it's just shoes, you know. And if you want to play in a park, it's the cost of a ball. True, you can't really go find a pond and go play. Um, right. That's yeah, I can understand that. Like, but I just feel like the moment if I'm not going to get in on that, why aren't I going to get in on that? Like, game seven is game seven. I'm not asking you to watch it on right. March third. I'm not even asking you to watch the Winners Classic. I, it's it's game seven. The trophy's going to come out. This yeah, is the biggest the thing. I, Like, I kick myself for missing it, but at the same time, it's like the day of the game. It's not even crossing my mind. So what did you watch instead? 
What did you watch on? Do you remember on Wednesday night? What did you see? I was out working, so I was just listening. Oh, what a convenient excuse. You were working. (laughs) Damn it. All right, Zane, thank you very much for the call, my friend. I can't say anything to the American working man or for the Canadian working man for that matter. If you were working, you were working. I just, I can't understand if you were sitting at home, and this is coming from me, I I guess I'd be a Blue Jackets fan, kind of. I can't understand where I'd be sitting at home, 8 o'clock, Wednesday night. You know what? This this old rerun of Dallas looks good. Is In the Kitchen with David playing tonight? Let's watch In the Kitchen with David. Like, I can't see myself doing that. Game, game four, okay, fine. If it's a 3-0 and it could be a sweep, I could see that. I really could. Watching something else, maybe you guys want to catch up on something on Netflix. My wife's been watching The Handmaid's Tale like crazy. Maybe you're into that. I don't know. But a game seven, the whole shooting match, and I'm not ex- I'm not exactly Pierre Maguire over here. I was watching hockey on Wednesday night. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Kawhi needs to stay. You can't leave a winner. LeBron didn't even w- leave a winner. Kevin Durant didn't even leave a winner. Kevin Durant might have been set up to leave a winner. More of that coming up here in a little bit. I I, I know that it might not be a dynasty. I know that you have a chance. And I might, it might be the end of the dynasty it was with Golden State. It might be all together, all together done. And you might not have something special after this. But I want to beg, and I mean beg, Kawhi Leonard to stay. Because what it's been already, it's been a great run. It's been a good storybook. It's been a good story. Coming back from where, the, where Toronto was last year, you fire the coach of the year in Dwayne Casey. There's a lot of people saying to, to blow it up. It's a, what, a 55-win team last year? People are saying to blow the thing up. Nope, we're going to make this run. We'll trade DeMar DeRozan. We'll make this run. We'll see what we can do with this. We're going to bring in Kawhi Leonard. We know that we might not have a great shot to hold on to him, but we're good, fine, hospitable Canadian folks, and we'll see if we can make a run with this. I know everybody's picking Boston. I know everybody's picking Milwaukee. I know everybody's picking somebody else on the West Coast. We're going to take a run at this, and then you actually do it. And for Kawhi, the only thing I can do is beg. Because I don't want to have happen in Toronto, and the best examples are personal experience, I don't want to have happen in Toronto what's happened where I'm at. Because I'm a bigger, of the top three sports, my personal fandom here in Cleveland, I've always had the softest spot for the Cavaliers over the other two. It just seemed that when I was a kid, and the Cavaliers sucked, and they suck again, when the Cavaliers sucked, People love the Indians. The Indians were good. The Browns were were just about to leave and then were coming back. There was a lot of thought where my dad wasn't a big basketball fan, didn't care for basketball. He used to walk by in the living room and see me watching the Cavaliers and used to go, why are you watching this garbage? My God. And so I felt bad for the Cavaliers. And so I used to watch them. And when they win a championship two years ago, three years ago, the place is going nuts. Everybody's loving it. And then LeBron leaves two years later. Leaves a team that's gone to the finals two years in a row, but hasn't won the finals, and well, four years in a row, but the last two finals after the championship goes, loses, then goes off to L.A. And immediately some of the calls start coming in. A vocal minority, but a vocal minority. Oh, the championship didn't mean much. It's a Brownstown. It's the way it is. Ken, if you don't like it, you got to accept it. I don't care if you like it or not. It's the same words as Macho Man. I don't want to have that happen in Toronto like that's happened here because that's frustrating. 
I think Cleveland's a really good sports town. Obviously, I live here and I love it. But it does bother me when we get calls from some of the guys in the suburbs and some of the guys who say that they were real big Cavs fans when they were just looking onto something to latch onto, but really either just wanted to tolerate the Cleveland Cavaliers as a chance to celebrate a championship and to see what it was like, but really were waiting for the Browns and Indians to get their act together. And now that the Browns are maybe on their way and maybe the, maybe the Indians are on their way down but still were a competitive ball club for a long time, they hooked more into those teams than what they had into the Cavaliers, and it seems like they didn't celebrate the championship quite like a world's championship over one of the greatest teams in NBA history should be celebrated. I don't want to see that happen in Toronto like what's that, that's happened here. You beat Golden State. I know you're a hockey town. I know that you're all Leafs fans. I know that the Leafs are number one. I get it. I understand it. The Browns are number one here. But if Kawhi leaves, don't think for a second that that vocal minority won't get in again. You can say it's untarnished. It is untarnished. It is true. And there won't be as many people as what you imagine. But it will happen. And I want to beg Kawhi Leonard to stay there for all those reasons. Because if Kawhi stays, there's plenty of good reasons why Kawhi could stay and things could be better. You could repeat. You could put down roots. You could still compete. Toronto's a great city. You could become an icon in that area. You're a humble, fun player that kids seem to like, that, that parents seem to like, regular NBA fans seem to like. You're an interesting person because we like to tell stories about your mystique and about eating 12 apples at a dinner party. You become the biggest star in one of the biggest cities in North America. You start to become, dare I say, and some people in Canada will take this the wrong way, dare I say you start to become a Canadian icon, especially if you go back and win another NBA championship or put your team in the finals some more. And I think you make the NBA a little bit better for everybody else. Even though I know that that's not on his thought. He needs to think about himself personally and what he's going to do for his own business. I get all that. But I think that if Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto, Toronto becomes a competitive team, or stays a competitive team, obviously, stays a dominant competitive team for a long time, then you have something for Giannis to shoot for. Then you have something for Boston to still shoot for. If the Knicks ever get their act together, you have something for them to shoot for. You become the big dog in the East. If Golden State stays together, maybe maybe Kevin Durant feels the love from Bob Myers. Then we have another rivalry possibly set up here. The comeback story with Kevin Durant. The comeback story with Klay Thompson. Golden State possibly there. Or Houston figuring their way out. Portland lying in the weeds. Russell Westbrook wants to desperately bring Oklahoma City to, the, to fruition a world championship basketball so we can finally get the monkey off his back and the blame game with him and Kevin Durant away so he can go and, and finally be excited about NBA basketball again. Kawhi can do all that. If Kawhi leaves, if you go to the Clippers, I can't. I, I have to admit, Weather's better in L.A. I can't, I can't go against that. The lifestyle, maybe a little bit better in L.A. You can go get lost in the hills if you want to. If you play for the Clippers, though, you got to have that pressure to compete. You still play for the second team in the Staples Center. The pressure of overcoming and, and taking the Clippers to the next level and overcoming the L.A. Lakers. Taking them to a promised land for a great owner, but a very, very powerful, pressurized owner in Steve Ballmer. And then if the other question, if he were to go to the Lakers, which I would not be able to stand, if you were to go to the Lakers and play for LeBron, again, not with LeBron, LeBron would be the one who gets the credit. He brought you there. 
And while you would have the stats, unless LeBron, God forbid, gets hurt in an NBA playoff run, LeBron's the one who gets the credit. He's the bigger icon. He's the bigger star. You're quiet. You might be loved by the regular man, but LeBron is all-encompassing. So it becomes more about LeBron than it does you, where your own star is already put there. And then you have to deal with the bus family. You have to deal with ownership. I'm sure Magic's still going to be walking around the bowels of the arena for crying out loud. There's so many things there that go against you if you go with the Lakers. If you go with Toronto, yeah, I know, it gets oppressively cold probably nine months out of the year. I get it. Still a beautiful city with beautiful people. Still a beautiful area. They're fine folks up there, even though Twitter didn't want to give them credit the other day because a couple of fans booed about the injury or were excited about the injury with Kevin Durant. More on that coming up later. Still a great group of people up there who will celebrate greatness and obviously be thankful that you chose them. They'll follow you through a brick wall. You'll be an icon in an entire country. You'll have a chance to do it again. You'll be the base of an organization that has thirsted for winning since the very first days. Something that Vince Carter couldn't provide or Chris Bosh or Tracy McGrady. You're the guy who provided it. I desperately want Kawhi Leonard to stay with the Toronto Raptors. I don't know how good the chance is. I can't say the chance is great. But you did it your way in a new city with people who just love you. And if you leave, instead of being the type of NBA basketball team that's remembered, I wonder if you're a comet across the sky. I wonder if you become more Detroit, no four, instead of what the Toronto Raptors should be with a guy like Kawhi Leonard. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Jason in Louisiana, you're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning. How you doing today, sir? Jason, horrible. Go ahead, my friend. <laughs> you and me both. I'm at work. I got, you know, I just want to say this. As a Spurs fan, I just, I couldn't root for Kawhi there at first because of this whole situation. And then I got to learn more and more about it. You know, for the city of Toronto, this means a lot. And for something to mean so much to a team like that, just basically being placed together and mm-hmm. having to figure out the chemistry in itself is, is just phenomenal. But if you go back and you look at it, the whole thing about this situation is with Golden State, I just felt like Durant was the hero. And when he went down, it kind of changed up everything. And the, simp- the simple fact for people to honestly sit here and say, you know, well, it was because of injuries that Toronto won. You know, if you think about it and you go back and you look at game one, game one they had the original core of a Golden State Warriors that actually beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, to win their first championship. Mm-hmm. And the way that Toronto dominated that first game was was – you couldn't explain it because it's Golden State. They have the best defenders. They have the best pure shooters. And Stephen Curry, honestly, hey, Jason, I can make it. I can make it simple. I, I can make it real simple because I'm up against it. I, I went into a deep dive in the very open of the show. Let me ask anybody this: Who was favored at the beginning of the series? It was still Golden State. With and Kevin Durant, there were people who assumed Kevin Durant weren't going to play. And also remember, Clay Thompson out for Game Three 
where there's the conversation they were playing the long game going, we can get by with game three. Clay Thompson will be okay to come back for game four. So I'm not going to sit there and subscribe to any, and I agree with you, Jason, and thank you very much for the call. I'm not going to sit there and subscribe to any sort of of conversation about asterisks or any of the stuff, well, if Kevin Durant was there. All right, yeah, if Kevin Durant was there, I can't say it wouldn't change the series. However, he wasn't there, and I'm not going to take away from what Toronto did. You're the victor. It's pro sports. The spoils are supposed to go to you. The trophy's in your trophy case, not theirs. Up next, Sam Amico about free agency, about the NBA Finals, about what Kawhi could do. Stay with us. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. You know, the number for CBS Sports Radio is 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by Geico. There's a quick way you can save money. You can go to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% on car insurance. I mean, it is incredible how quickly you can save money. I want you to wait 15 minutes, though, because I want you to hear this interview. Joining us right now on the show, Sam Amico, AmicoHoops.net. Find him on Twitter, at AmicoHoops. He joins us right now to talk about NBA free agency, talk about the NBA World's Championship, and that the Toronto Raptors won it. Sam, thanks for joining us today, friend. Ken, thanks for having me. Good to hear your voice. It's good to hear your voice. I've missed you greatly, and I do sincerely mean that, brother. Can I ask you something? Is should the, I, I've made the argument now for an hour and 40 minutes that there should be no asterisk next to the Toronto Raptors championship. Am I right or am I wrong? You're absolutely right. There, there, there really is no asterisk next to any champion. Um, you win a championship, that's all you care about. And, and you know, you, you talk about injuries, which we've, we, we've heard about with, the Cavaliers before in 2015 and uh, the Warriors this year, this goes on throughout history in 1988 or nine, when the Detroit Pistons beat um, Magic Johnson's Lakers and Magic didn't play in that series. I don't think James Worthy played in that series because of injuries. They truly are part of the game. And it really does show you why and how it's so hard for a team like the Warriors to win three straight championships. That's why teams typically don't do it, because your body has to last from October until the end of June, or the middle of June, every uh, every season. So it's just it's just tough to win three titles when uh, and, and hold up uh, in this league, because there's so many games and, and they've got to do it for so long. You need some luck. Do you want Kawhi Leonard to stay in Golden State, or are you of the belief, oh, he's a sentient being, he can make his own decisions, and we'll have fun regardless? I, I, I think he's going to make his own decision, but I think he is staying with Toronto. I think that, um, you know, I've heard from around the league, and, and, and it's been reported a couple times that he's probably going to sign a shorter-term deal to, to remain with the Raptors, maybe a two-year deal with a third-year uh, ability to opt out. But, uh, you know... I, I'm always for, and this is just personal preference, I'm always for guys staying where they are. I think it's better for the fan base. I think it's better for the league in general. It creates a competitive balance. And, um, yeah, I, and I think, hey, you win a championship, what more do you want? They can pay you more than anybody else if you just won a title. Uh, to me, it would make the most sense if he were to remain there. But free agency is free agency, and as we've seen in the NBA, there's, there's never any telling what might happen. Well, that's you know that's a great thing, and I've I've never seen a player pull the rug out from under himself. What are the chances that they could repeat in twenty twenty the Toronto Raptors? Because I, I I think I got a sneaking suspicion here, but go right on ahead. 
Yeah, you know, listen, so much is going to happen this summer, either one way or the other. If nobody leaves or nobody goes anywhere, which is a possibility, you have to think the Toronto Raptors are the favorite going into the season. They've got the experience, but now that they've got the, the championship win, they've, you know, that which is invaluable, that experience. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Serge Ibaka, uh, all of these guys now have won a championship, know what it is, and are going to be more confident going into next season. And you put Kawhi Leonard around that team, or that team around Kawhi Leonard, and, and yeah, you, you've got an excellent shot. But everybody who said before this season, Ken, well, the NBA is no fun when you know who's going to win it all. And I, and, and I understood people thinking that. We all thought, okay, the Warriors are winning it all, no question. Uh-huh. This, is, this is, should be a life lesson, is that you never guarantee anything. And anybody who thinks that way is really going to enjoy next season because there's going to be five, six teams without Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson for the majority of the season. Uh, there's going to be five, six teams that have a real shot at the championship next year. Oh, there's actual parity there. You're right. Sam Amico joining us on the show. AmicoHoops.net. Follow him on Twitter, at AmicoHoops. Well, say if Kawhi left after this year. It's it's one championship. I, I don't think I'd put Toronto back in that mix again. Could I make the argument then? And I, Would it justify, should I say, would it justify the Kevin Durant argument where, eh, if Kevin Durant wasn't there, you wouldn't have won the champion. You wouldn't have won the championship, and Kawhi was already gone anyway, so he knew you didn't really have much outside of him. Well, you could you could make the argument, yeah, that, that uh, look, if you take the best player off any team, uh, you you could say they probably, they wouldn't be winning the title. Um, but as far as Golden State goes. That's going to be a very interesting situation, too, Ken, because Durant's out for the year, probably. I mean, if he comes back, it's going to be next June. And and who knows if he'll be the same player, and who knows if he'll even resign there. You know, he's going to get offered the max from everybody. So what's happening with Golden State is if Durant should resign there, Clay Thompson is going to resign there by by all accounts, including his own dad. Uh, They're going to have their two – you know, two of their three best players on the sidelines for the entire year and not be able to uh, have any room to wiggle room under the salary cap to sign anybody else. So, uh, you know, you may be seeing Golden State next year that the, the end of this dynasty, so called dynasty, you may see them next year uh, celebrating like uh, Jackie Moon in semi pro and saying, you know, hey, we won fourth place. You know, I mean, that's. They're going to have a, a, a really tough season next year because they're going to be handcuffed salary cap-wise and not have two of the three best guys. I don't know if that answers your question. I kind of went off on a tangent there. No, that's fun. No, because it, it leads me into the next one because of Kevin Durant. It, do you think that – does he feel the love now? Bob Myers openly weeps in the press conference about Kevin Durant where there was almost – where it seemed that they, they made him a scapegoat up until then – does he feel the love and reconsider staying in the Bay Area, or is it just a programmatic non-fit now? That's a great question. That, that really is a great question. You know, you would think, damn right. Thank God. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that Kevin Durant uh, decided on his own. I'm going to play, but uh, you know, I, I think that there was some maybe some pressure from the organization uh, that said, "Look, we feel that you're okay to be out there and." And he wanted to play, so they gave him the go-ahead and said, yeah, let's do this. And um, as long as he feels like he's gotten the support, uh, 
but I, I, you know, from the organization, I, I think that that he would be willing to return. It's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see who, you know, the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, Golden State, who's going to offer him the max deal, and, and he's, you know, you're paying him next year thirty eight million for a red shirt, and who knows what it'll be like when he comes back at thirty two years old, coming off Achilles surgery. I mean. We saw DeMarcus Cousins was not the same. Kobe Bryant was not the same. Um, it's 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 going to be very interesting. I, I still think Kevin Durant will be very good. I think most people throughout the league think Kevin Durant will be very good. But Ken, I mean, you're talking 32 years old, Achilles surgery. Yeah. He could be top 20. You know, maybe, he may not be top five anymore. He may be top 20. Wow. And uh, there's 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 a lot to think about. Uh, if you're the Golden State Warriors or or New York Knicks or whoever offers him the max, I, I think you got to be careful because we saw the Lakers did that with Kobe Bryant, and they have not recovered since. So did Thursday mean that Kawhi, that it's Kawhi Leonard's league now? I think so. I, I, I think so. You, you're the best player on the best team, you know. And uh, it, 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 look, I don't know that anybody else could have won a championship and with, with that Raptors squad. I think you had to have the perfect all-star, you know, and, and he really was. He really fits there, and he really knows how to win uh, big games and come through in big moments, and he's just amazing. I mean, if you remember just watching that game in the first half, he, I was like, where's Kawhi Leonard? He's not, he's not here. He didn't show up. And then the second half, the guy just does everything right, and uh, I, I just think, yeah, you know, People don't want to put him in the same class with LeBron James and Durant and those guys, but and I think that's because he's very stoic, as we as we know. His personality is not he's not flashy, um, but I think he's he's right there with those guys. I, I really do. Sam Amico with us on the show. Check out his website amicohoops.net. Where's Kyrie going to end up? Uh, you know, I would have said Boston before, but I, I I think it's going to be Brooklyn now. I think that he's been. Uh, you know, signing with Rock Nation, with Jay-Z, which has the ties to the Nets. Um, I, I, I just think the more I get to know Kyrie and, and see what he's doing, I just think he lives in a land of, of discontent. He, he always wants to be somewhere else. But yeah. uh, he had a really good situation. So I think he will. I think he'll go to the Nets. What about Anthony Davis? Where is he going to end up? I, I almost think New York. I really do. I think that I think that David Griffin is, is the Pelicans GM is is using uh, some of these other offers from the Lakers in Boston to kind of drive up the price. Uh, I think the Knicks could offer him the number three pick. They don't have the young players that that some of the other people do, but I think that Griffin, you know, might end up liking that deal best because the Knicks could get a third team involved. And then Griff would get some more picks and young players uh, that the Knicks don't have. But uh, this is a wild guess, you know. I, and look, uh, he's he's really negotiating, uh, having a lot of conversations with the Lakers and the Celtics. Uh, and I think the Clippers could possibly sneak in there too. But um, I think the Knicks are going to be a dark horse in that with a three-team trade. Chicago's getting involved uh, as a third team in that, and they have a lot of young stuff to offer. So. Um, I, I think that that's uh, it's a long shot for for him to go to any team at this point because they're still talking. But if I had to take a wild guess, I'd be 
Is trading uh, how much of a nuclear option is trading LeBron? Is that even possible? I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I would certainly consider it. I think that they did think about it. Jeannie Buss thought about it, but uh, I don't think I don't think you can do it. I don't think you'll get back what you know. You won't get back his value in a deal, uh, and, and and you certainly are going to have a hard time making money work and get back his value. And at the same time, if I'm say the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't want to give away my young assets for, you know, a guy who's going to be, what, 34, 35 years within the next year. Um, I wouldn't want to do that. Other than if I think I just want to sell tickets for two years. That's all I that, care about. And, and that's, that's the that's only thing. thing. Sam, that's the only that's thing. If, if you're trying to win, I, I think that I, there's no way I'd trade for him. I know that he's, he's him and he's an icon. I, the the assets, everything you have to give up, everything that that comes with him, he's a siren song now. I hate to say it. At, at thirty five, you have to prove it to me because now there's an injury, and now I start to wonder if that's going to start to mount because he's played at such a high level for so long. Sam, I thank you very much for joining us. All the best to you, my friend. I hope to talk to you again on this show very very soon. Thanks for having me, Ken, and I. It was a pleasure to pleasure to visit with you. I love you. Sam Amico joining us on the show, AmicoHoops.net, at AmicoHoops on Twitter. I'm dead serious about that. 35 years old. I know there's good basketball left. Is there that competitive basketball left, though? Because, pe- well, people close to Jeannie Buss are saying to trade LeBron. Okay, I, I can understand that. I can understand where they're doing that. Maybe they maybe they want to get out of that investment. There is not. There's no no-trade clause. But if you're one of these other teams, if you really want to compete, if you're... If you're trading for LeBron, I'm just going to point it out, I think you just want to sell tickets, which is possibly what an owner wants to do. But if you really want to compete, you're either still in L.A. If you're trading for him, I don't think you're going to get there. You have to restart that whole thing, and now you're working against Father Time. I think it's almost impossible. 855-2124-CBS, five burning questions in just over 20. Up next, I said two weeks ago, I'll say it again. It'll be better for Baker to just keep his opinions to his teammates. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.